power on. The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech Podcast feed. It's TIE Fighter Renegades, a Star Wars podcast. It is TIE Fighter Renegades, and it is also a bit of a late night. We're uh, <laughs> we're rocking this. Well, fuck, it's almost 10. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, of course, if you can tell from that great laugh that I am not alone. I am being joined by my TIE Fighter Renegades co-host, that being Robin Freebeard. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and have we got a, this is, we're not going to go with the usual format because we're just going to get right into this. We're going to talk about the entirety of Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi, the miniseries, maybe series, might be a season two coming. Yeah. Have you heard anything on that? I've just rumors that, the you know, that uh, season two is not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah, well, I would say the way they set it up, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. Right, either. yeah, um, yeah. And and if if, if if they continue in that vein, then uh, where they left it, I'm okay with that, actually. Sure. So, so you're good with like a season two coming? Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that when right. we get to the uh, talking about the ending of the the last episode. Yes, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm I, at this point I'm okay with it, despite uh, despite some other things that we're gonna definitely get into <laughs> here. Yeah. All right. Well, and anyway, it is important to call it Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi because if we just said Star Wars Obi Wan, that's something totally different. Uh, of course, that's an Xbox game, an original Xbox game. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was supposed to be, like, Jedi Knight 4. Right, back in the yeah, day. exactly, that? yeah. In fact, they were originally developing it for the PC. Yes. And it was going to be using the same engine that they used for uh, Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight. Right. Uh, and then the whole Xbox, you know, Microsoft dived into the whole console game. Yeah. And, you know, I guess made a deal with Lucasfilm to make that exclusive to the Xbox. Yeah, and whatever happened to it... Now, all right, first off, I actually didn't think the game was that bad. No. Um, like, it, it gets panned pretty hard. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure why. But then that seems to happen for a lot of... Yeah, let me... All right, we're kind of side subject here. Like, do, do you have a comment on that? Well, I, I think the game can be a little tedious at times. Yes. Um, I, I think the biggest problem for me is, is you know, it's, it seems pretty obvious that this was originally intended to be a PC game. And I, I'm not really sure that the controls on the Xbox translate as well as, a say, a mouse and keyboard would have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, to me, like, I, I actually, I really, because it's a full story. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Um, there are great game movies you can find on YouTube or whatever of the gameplay, and I think it's absolutely worth a watch, um, even though it's not canon anymore. Um, right. But, you know, let me ask you this quick about Star Wars games, because I wonder, there are so many games from that era, other than maybe uh, Racer an episode one mm -hmm. racer mm -hmm. like starfighter jedi starfighter um and they're all prequel games because you know as well as i do in fact i think we might be the only two people on the planet that remember this if you remember lucasfilm slash lucasarts said we will never make another original uh trilogy video right game. right yeah like they came right out and said that in pc gamer yep um 
and the, and that was like code and rule at the time. Of course, that changed. In fact, it yeah. didn't take long for it to change because yeah. we got Battlefront and Battlefront Two. Right. So I was going to say, thankfully, they changed their mind. Yes, because those yeah. games, especially on PS2, were phenomenal. But um, but I often wonder if there was just like a silent protest by game critics in the late '90s, early aughts, that they just they didn't like the prequels because a lot of Star Wars fans didn't. Right. And I get that. Right. Um, and they just wanted to bash the prequels in whatever way they yeah. could and this was in their purview because well, i think they, or go ahead they heavily panned the uh the phantom menace game too which was actually pretty damn good for playstation yeah yeah um in fact i loved it they had in the fact, music video for yeah, it yeah anyway. that, that's kind of funny because that one did come out on pc and i didn't think that was a very good pc game but i thought it was an excellent console game well you see that yeah not great point and and this is funny because i think today we always think the pc game is the best that right. wasn't always true at the time. Like, Battle for Naboo, my opinion, one of the best Star Wars games ever made. Uh, Battle for Naboo was infinitely better on the N64 than it was on PC. Shouldn't have been that way. Yeah. In fact, most of the time, N64 games that came out for the or Star Wars N64 games would also get a PC release, and the PC version would be leaps and bounds better. Shadows right. of the Empire, Rogue Squadron. Right. You know. Um, but Battle but for Naboo I mean, wasn't the case. Go ahead. The, 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 the really annoying part for me back then was, is, you know, they came out with these, uh, the like the first game on PC, for yes. example, you know, uh, Starfighter yep. and uh, 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 Pod Racing, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but the sequels, like Jedi Starfighter and Racer oh, yeah. Revenge, yeah. were console exclusives. Yeah, and it was like, what the hell? Are you these were these were games that were the first games were actually great on the PC, mm -hmm. and then you make them con the sequels console exclusive. Yeah, I mean, to this day, I still have not played Racer Revenge. Well, you got my PS2 now, man. I know you, <laughs> <laughs> you rock it, uh, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, it, it's a weird thing, but I mean, so well, because here's the thing: like, I think Jedi Starfighter is a fucking awesome game. Um, and actually, Starfighter, the first one, on Xbox, they came out with a special edition for Xbox only. Right. Was dynamite. Like, the extra missions were really, really cool. Um, there's a lot of games from that era, including Bounty Hunter. Uh, yeah, that's that was a console exclusive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're bringing these games back on PS4 and yes, some of right. them on the Switch. Yeah, Spider's But here, here again, back. they're not doing any ports to the PC. And I just I'm I'm racking my brain as to why. Yeah, why not? That that is a great question. So because I mean, our like a, a sure. perfect example of the Rogue Squadron games. Like the first one was arguably the weakest link. Oh yeah. The two sequels were the best games in the series, and they were console exclusive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, two and three. I mean, if someone made an argument that that Rogue Squadron two is the greatest Star Wars game ever made. You're not going to get much of an argument from me. Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I would debate it, but not that heavily. I, oh, like, I, I, would, I, I would just be like, yeah, right. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my point. I mean, of course I would say, no, no, sorry, TIE Fighter right. is the greatest <laughs> game ever made. But, uh, and just flat out, it's just the greatest game ever made. Star Wars is not. But, um, but yeah, like you said, I wouldn't disagree with them, you know, uh, or I'd, I'd see where they're coming from. So, well, but let me ask you, and I agree, it is odd that none of this is coming to PC. Um, especially with Aspire doing such great work on ports. I right. don't understand why not go the distance. Right. Um, I do think that Rogue Squadron Trilogy Collection, I think that's something coming. Like, I think there's plenty of hints. Yeah. 
And Spire is actually doing insane money with these ports. Right, yeah. yeah. If they if they put a Rogue Squadron trilogy game like on the Switch, for example, I'd buy that in a hot minute. Yep, yep, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Which, you know, quick announcement, by the way. Blade Runner Enhanced Edition finally came out. It just came out Thursday. Um, I checked I, it out for about 10 minutes, and it's pretty amazing. Oh, but, did you? Okay, yeah. I, I've read some reports online that there's some, some bugs. I'm sure there are. You know, but that's why I only did ten minutes yeah. because, like this. So, so speaking of Aspire, they they released Knights um, of the Old Republic two, right, on Switch. You can't finish it. Right, you can't finish the game. <laughs> there, there is a game breaking uh, bug, right, in it, and right. Aspire knows about it, and they, right. they put out some kind of what I guess would equate to a hot fix to put it in Microsoft terms. Um, but you know, oh, they finally patched it. There was some workaround. I, I didn't, okay, I don't, I, I don't think, so. I don't think they've patched it yet. And, no, and, and, and kind of somewhat disturbingly, like. There was one guy that was just relentless on Twitter about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of put their feet to the fire, and it was only because of this guy, like, hounding them right. online that they even admitted that the problem existed. Yeah. I, I mean, this is the thing. Honestly, unless Nintendo is, like, putting out a game, um, and even they aren't perfect, I expect... Like, I don't rush to... other. Well, okay, Ninja Turtles being the exception. Um, <laughs> I don't rush to play a game, like at least not to come. Certainly not for the long haul. Right. I'll wait. I'll. I might buy it day one just to yeah. make a statement, but I'll wait three, four months it's, before I get more. Yeah, know, there, there, there are games far and few between before where I'll buy a game day one as, as a statement. Right. Um, well, Blade Runner is one of those. But go ahead. I, for well, me. I, ha- I, I haven't bought it yet just because yeah. the the stuff I was seeing online is, is that somebody was describing it as you know like a hot mess of a, a, <laughs> a of a, 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 a remake or adaptation or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm I am, but by nature I am what's called a patient gamer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll wait till you know they they patch it or it goes on sale. Right. Well, I mean, and, and I'm, I, I hear you on that. Most games I'll wait like that. Uh, again, there, there's very few where I... Like, so nice to the Old Republic 2. I'm waiting. A, yeah. because one of the things we do know is there's going they're going to put the Sith Lord uh, DLC on it that actually, like, finishes the game. Yeah, that was and, actually a and, fan... Right. Uh, where they, they basically, they took, quote, cut content that was still in the code... Yes. ...and restored it. Right. And they, I mean, they, you know, they cleaned up the the game, you know, fixed some bugs and everything like right. that. And that's supposed to be coming this year. But man, I'll buy that when that comes out because yeah. I'm not going to play it until then anyway. Yeah. You know. I mean, you can already get it on PC. Yeah, you can way. get it for free. Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, in fact, I think the GOG version comes with that. Oh, uh, is that in the package? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good on them. Good on them for yeah. that. Well, they always do that kind of stuff. I mean, they did the same thing with. Um, uh, Vampire Bloodlines. That's true. Where yes. they they put the the fan patches in there that kind of restored cut content and right. you know fixed all the bugs. Nice. Yeah, I dig that. Um, I like as soon as you said that, I'm like, well, I wish they put total conversion on Tie Fighter, you know, and have that like automatically able to install. But I don't even think that's possible because you have to have the Steam version of Tie Fighter to play total conversion. Do you? Uh, I think I, so. I don't know if that's true. I'm pretty sure, unless they, unless they, they I mean, I know they've done patches. For okay, because I know, I know the uh, X-wing Alliance upgrade. Yeah. Is is uh, available know, for it, GOG? It, yeah, it's yes. agnostic. Right. Like they even let you use the original discs. Yeah, yeah, but I think because when I messed with total conversion, I, I'm pretty sure, like I kept trying to do it because 
look, if I got a game on GOG, I'm going to install it with GOG. Yeah. Just yeah. just out from an ethical standpoint. Yeah. Um, and I'm but pretty it's, sure it's that I had to put on Steam. Go yeah, ahead. it's it's interesting though. That, I mean that that kind of plays out in and and I I I bought Tie Fighter like so many times. Oh yeah, and I, I don't have care. I have it on GOG <laughs> and on Steam, and and we both have the fucking uh, uh, the limited run version of it. Yeah, and the limited yeah. run version. I've got you know sitting right across from me is an original sealed box copy with the discs. That's discettes. not even the CD yeah, version. I've got another copy that is open too. Right. <laughs> and and the CD version. I mean, like I've just I, I've paid for that game so many fucking times. It's worth it's it. ridiculous. It's worth it every time. It's just like Super Mario Brothers. I've, I've lost count how many times I bought that game. You know, but whatever platform it's on, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Even on the Wii, sure, I'll get the All Star Collection anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, anyway, well, well, let me let me backtrack on this question. Then uh, I promise, folks, we're going to talk about Obi Wan. <laughs> but this is a nice side tangent. I like this. Um, I mean, what do you think of my my theory that the reason games like Jedi Starfighter and some others, like a lot of prequel games, the reason they got trashed by the gaming press was simply because they were prequel games? Do you do you think that's possible? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's like it was something that was you know they all agreed on and it was consistent mm-hmm. get, uh, across all reviewers that mm-hmm. that was the reason they they didn't like them. But I definitely think that was a uh, a fairly prevalent attitude. Yeah, I mean, because the funny thing is, you know, fast forward just a few years, even after Lucasfilm makes that statement about, or LucasArts makes that statement about we're not going to make original trilogy games anymore, and you do end up with Rogue Squadron 2 on GameCube, like we talked about. Right. I mean, the tech, or, you know, the gaming press is, holy shit, this is the greatest thing ever. You know, I mean, like, they, they, they went nuts. Right. But then Clone Wars, uh, which isn't a bad multiplayer game, by the way, um, and, like, Bounty Hunter and some others, which I think are fine games. Still got trashed, you know. Uh, even Race of Revenge, I don't think got the coverage that it needed, and even that. Well, no, I guess that's still technically a prequel game. I was just thinking because you can like unlock Darth Vader in it, and anyway, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I wonder about that now, and I didn't think about it until we were just talking now. But, but those games get a bad rap they don't deserve. I mean, actually, Jedi Starfighter should get a ton of credit because you're playing Adi Gallia through most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's phenomenal that you know like like have a, have a, a star wars game with a female lead right like think of what else does i actually i'm having uh, a hard time thinking of the star wars game. lethal alliance on the oh, psp yeah. and ds yes right which those were those were um battlefront games weren't they no they were they were single player Okay. Um, it's interesting because like especially on the ds version it looks very much like uh, the same kind of vein as Obi-Wan and Jedi Knight. Oh, okay. Uh, where it's like a third-person, you know, uh, perspective, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. shooter. Mm-hmm. But still rare, right? Yeah, I yeah. I mean, that it's, that it's a female-led game, right, especially right. through most of it. Um, that, yeah. Yeah. And then, well, yeah, you have Battlefront 2. Yep. Well, that... that, that <laughs> I don't. I don't. You I mean, much, that is female. I mean, I would love that game if it wasn't such a fucking bait and switch. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, yeah, we do have a female lead, but she's definitely not in control. Some idiot writer is in control. Yeah, That's yeah, not, yeah. Good point. Um, I mean, and you do have like a top female character in Rebel Assault Two, which you never. Or, wait, yeah, Rebel Assault Two, but you're never really playing her. Um, right. She's just like your kind of your co-pilot at all times. Uh, also, just a phenomenal game. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah. I hadn't thought about that until I mean, now. they could still do... I mean, I, I honestly, like, the... the I think the, one of the biggest lost, you know, missed opportunities was them not making, like, a, a Star Wars Rebels... Or, um, not sorry, not... Yeah, Rebels mm-hmm. uh, video game. Because, sure. you know, they made a Clone Wars game based right. off the, you know, the, the, the animated Clone but Wars. they made a few. Yeah. 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 Um, God, man, I'd love to see a game where you got to play, like, you know, Harris and Dula. Oh, that, that'd be awesome. Or even, like, Jetpack Around as Sabine. Yeah, uh, right. I, I'd be totally on board yeah, with that. Yeah, just a game where you, like, you could play all the different characters. Yeah, and using that show's, like, animation style would have been phenomenal. Right, right, right. But unfortunately, you know, EA was in charge of everything Star Wars video games at the time. So. Yeah. And they suck. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, until recently. Well, I mean, Fallen Order is great. Yeah, I was gonna say I got to give them credit to Fallen Order. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of what helped that though was it had an amazing story. Like Fallen well, Order oh, is yeah. an awesome yeah. story. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, the fact that you know, while it was you know technically within EA, it was mm-hmm. in like a separate studio that still kind of had some autonomy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that actually makes for a great segue. Um, because I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi, the show, very much played off, I mean, almost as, in some ways, a direct sequel to, um, to Fallen Order. Uh, yeah. I mean, how, how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it's, well, it's definitely in the same time period. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know some people have complained, actually, that Second Sister from Fallen Order, her story arc is, like, very similar to Reva's. Um... I guess I can kind of see that. Sort of, yeah. Um, if anything, I... God, isn't that sad that, you know, the, the character from Fallen Order was, like, uh, way more sympathetic... Yes. ...than Reva. Yes. Yeah, that that is something. There is a statement there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, because you do get, like... This is the first time, I think, in live action we've seen Purge Troopers... Uh, yeah, those are yeah, those are right out of Fallen Order. Yeah, there was there's there's a rumor going around too that um, the you know the the actor that uh, plays uh, Cal Kestis mm-hmm. uh, is going to be in a live action series at some point. Bring him on for season two. Yeah, of Obi Wan. Right, I, I I'd be right there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I have no problem with that because he ended up being actually like a phenomenal character. Right. Um, yeah. Well. So we're in this era. We're in the the time of the of the Jedi Purge, and um, we want to get right into Kenobi. And so yeah. Let's do the series review. So we a total of six episodes. Um, in fact, there seems to be a purpose to that, like why they specifically did six um, instead of like ten or whatever they they felt like doing. We'll certainly talk about that. Um, ran from I mean. Well, yeah, it's interesting because it start. Oh, that's because they played multiple episodes. I was going to say because this ran from end of May to the twenty second yeah, of June. Yeah, so, like the, it went for a month straight. Yeah, the first two episodes were back to back. Right on the first week. Right. Okay, so that's how that ended up fitting into a month. Um, this is something that has been in production has arguably, and we talked about this in the last Tie Fighter Renegades, which I definitely recommend people go back and listen to that, uh, had a troubled production history for yes. varying reasons. Yeah. Uh, entire production teams getting fired, writing teams getting fired, right? I think it was mostly just the writing. The yeah, writing they, team. they basically, you know, 
I mean, I wouldn't say they were fired. This is that they hired writers and they wrote something that they ended up deciding to rewrite right. and hire different writers. Right. And not only that, but it's also something that was originally supposed to be a movie, as we understand it. Yeah. Maybe I mean, this, even this a trilogy. Is, this go is ahead. going way back to, like, yes. the beginning of Lucasfilm taking or Disney taking over Lucasfilm. Yes. Uh, oh, right, right. But Lucas the same, Disney was wanting to do it as yeah, well. Yeah, this... The, no, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. this like in the original, like when when Disney took over and, and bought Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that they were talking about early on, you know, internally, was uh, a Boba Fett movie, yep, and an Obi Wan movie, right? Which now have both been turned into television shows, pretty much, yeah. After a fashion, I mean, I right. imagine the Boba Fett movie, I think, would have taken place before a New Hope. Um, um, I I have good reason to believe that the Boba Fett movie would have been a live action adaptation of the game thirteen thirteen, which never came out. Oh right, right. Because Kathleen Kennedy back at the time, somebody uh, asked her a pointed question about whether or not they were going to do anything with that particular property, mm-hmm. and she said, "Yes, we have plans for that." And I think I honestly. From from what I've heard about the, the the story of thirteen thirteen, I think it would have made an excellent, you know, movie or television show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because story was really at the heart of that thing. Yeah. Uh, all we ever yeah. got was that like quick trailer. Yeah. Um, and just to be clear, this would have been the story of about like you know Boba Fett as like uh, a young man. Right. Becoming you know the character. The best that he yeah, is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Similar, like, I mean, we were also going to have a Darth Maul game that there is actually oh, footage yeah, of. Oh, yeah, that uh, looks amazing. I know. I would have loved to have had yeah, that. And yeah. I'm sure that also would have played well uh, into a lot of what we're talking about here. But Right, yeah. I mean, that could yeah. have connected really well with, like I said, kind of like a, a Rebels-era game or something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, boy, I'd love to see what state any of these games are in. Because yeah. especially yeah. that the demo for Maul was... Um, I mean that that looked pretty good. Like, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. It's weird. Or like the 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 original Battlefront three game, which got canceled. Yeah, that's another one. That's another one that footage exists of that looks like it was going to be a really kind of fantastic game. Yeah, and I, for some reason I thought somebody was trying to like pick up the code on that and, and do something with it, but maybe yeah, I, I think could be they mistaken. got hit with the C and D. Yeah, 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 probably. So. Well, anyway, <laughs> the things that could have been. Um, but it's important to bring up that, you know, this was originally meant to be a film, because I think that's a point I want to... In fact, let's open it up. Let's open up the conversation with that. Do you think six episodes, you know, we've watched the entire series. Do you think this would have been better as a movie? Absolutely. Yes. I, yeah. Like, I, I mean, as soon as we finished watching the last episode, I said... You know, they really stuck the takeoff and the landing on this series. Yes. And everything else in between is kind of a mess. Yes. I, I think you, like, we could probably turn off the microphone right now. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the review. That's the review. It's like, yeah, they, they, they take off was great. They stuck the landing. But, but the flight was turbulent as far. Right. Like, I, I mean, it, it was just, yeah, it was a mess. You know, I mean, the oxygen masks coming down, people panicking. It was terrible. It's the worst flight you could imagine. So, <laughs> but the landing, everybody's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and in fact, the landing was, was so good. It's like, yeah, let's do season two. Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know, you know, in the middle of this, I'm going, I don't know where this is going, but it's right. not going anywhere good. Right. And by the end of it, you're just like, okay, I want some more. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny, you know, because like, 
like just side note, I feel that like season one of Discovery, I feel the exa- of Star Trek Discovery, I feel the exact opposite. They fucked up the takeoff. The landing was shit. The flight in the middle was oh that's interesting. Yeah. But then everything crashed and burned. Right. So this right. is a show with the opposite problem. Yeah. Um, and we're certainly going to talk about that. Of course, we did already review. What did we review up to episode? One, two, three, and four. I think so. Yeah. And then we kind of did a mini review on Patreon content mm-hmm. for the Wednesday Q and A. We did a mini review of, of episode five. Right. Um, and so we have not talked about six at all in this. Um, do you, Do you want to? Well, I mean, we, we've given. I think we've really given our feeling about like how the series went, sort of overall. Um, I guess let's talk about the good stuff first. Okay. And let's talk about episode six, which did end up, you know, like I would say is the best episode of the series. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. Like, by a long shot. Yeah. Um, the only one that would come close would be episode one, maybe two. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, episode six is just, I mean, that's that's the money shot right there. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I guess if you, if you want to get into it, like, what was so winning? How did the landing just do that damn good? How about this? What's your favorite scene? from episode six of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, man. Um, you can do two or three. It's fine. Well, I mean, I you know, the the easy choice, of course, is the, the, the Obi-Wan Vader fight. I mean... Yeah, in episode six. Not yeah, the one in episode yeah, three. Yeah. Or the, four, there's, or whatever there, There's a particular line. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, sure. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, Spoiler like... Alerts, yeah, guys. yeah. When, when, when Darth Vader's, you know... Uh, well, it starts out with, you know, there's like a pause in the fight. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, uh, Obi-Wan has scored a major hit mm-hmm. on Darth Vader. Yep. And... Open his helmet up. Opens his helmet up. You yep. can see, you know, uh, uh, his face. Yep. You, uh, I mean, it's a tin can, and you can see the two. Yeah, and you can hear Hayden Christensen's voice intermixed with James Earl Jones. Which kind was of, genius. Which is kind of similar to what they did in, you know, the season two finale of Rebels. Yep. With uh, the Ahsoka Vader fight, which I think they, they, like, explicitly cribbed from that. Yes. And in fact, I've heard a lot of people kind of comment on that, and they're saying, well, we don't mind that it was done in Obi-Wan as well, because honestly, most people have never seen Rebels, and they're right. not wrong. Right. Like, I get where they're coming right. from. Right. And I think more people needed to, like, experience that moment. I've even said in the past that, you know, that moment uh, is, it kind of flipped a switch in my head where I finally understood that Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker are the same person. Right. Because they were always just kind of, to me, like a hard divide yes. between the two. Yes. But yeah, this this does a similar thing. There's there's a line, you know, where, where Obi-Wan basically kind of, you know, breaks down and, and, and says, I'm sorry, Anakin, for everything. Yeah. And then Vader says, um, you're not, I'm not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. Yeah. And he says it with a smile on his face. Yeah. And that is just the, the, the coup de grace of the entire series. It's phenomenal. It's a moment like that. It's one of the few from this entire show that I think needs to exist in Star Wars. Yes. Um, for a few reasons. One of them is it finally, like now when you see in A New Hope, when Obi-Wan says, um, you know, uh, Vader like killed your father, says that to Luke, now you get why he says that. And right, now it's yeah. not just a certain point of view anymore. Right, yeah. Now it's like, no, this it's, is it's what not, Vader it's not, said. It's not Obi-Wan being a dick or trying to right. cover up, you know, what happened. Right. And I think the other beautiful... There's two other beautiful moments that happen within this. One of them is within Return of the Jedi, which you had brought up the other day. But also, when 
now, like, I was thinking about this last night as I was falling asleep, you know, as we do. We just think about Star Wars as we're laying down. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed since I was five. I don't know. <laughs> so, but anyway, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, my God, because now when, in, in Empire Strikes Back, when Vader owns the state that I am your father, mm -hmm. now that has insane meaning because he's not just, like, fucking with Luke's head. You know, which in a way that he is, but he's like it's almost the beginning of his path of redemption, in his admittance. Um, I don't want to say path of redemption, but like there's just there's something in that, and there's even now it's a point of because this series in episode six really ends with, and I think you get the sense throughout the entire Kenobi series that this Vader is the lackey of the Emperor, and you really feel that right. Like this is the Emperor's enforcer, right. But when you get to now, when you get to to Empire Strikes Back, and Vader says, "I am your father," like that has even more weight than it ever had, because now that's also a statement of, "I am no longer the Emperor's lackey." And that entire like speech that he's giving to Luke, like, "We can destroy the Emperor," you know, "We can rule the galaxy as father and son," um, has so much meaning now. Yeah, you know, where where he's Vader, Anakin Skywalker is reclaiming himself. Right. And the Empire Strikes Back, which I don't. Th I mean, you could you could read into that before this came out. Well, but now just, it's explicit. I, well, I was going to say that you know there there are chinks in in Vader's armor, if you will, yeah, metaphorically sure. throughout you know the entire Star Wars saga. Mm -hmm. um, but I think Luke was the only one that was ever had any chance capable of reaching Anakin Skywalker. Yes, because people like Ahsoka and and Obi Wan were from his past and there was too much baggage there yes yeah yeah no i i agree and he has because I mean, anakin does come out in those moments with obi-wan and ahsoka like he's there right and and you can recognize him yeah but he's 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 still you know he's he's weighed down by you know his subservience to the emperor Right, right. I'm actually, you know, as much as, because we criticized in our previous review of the first four episodes of this, we criticized, and I still would criticize it, but we criticized, like, Obi-Wan, like, why did he go and fight Vader? Why didn't he write, run away in episode three, I think it was, or three or four, whichever one that was. Um, and, and we're like, he didn't even try to convert him. And now I'm like, don't even bother, you know? Yeah. Like, like now it makes sense, like, no... Obi-Wan, like you said, Obi-Wan never had a chance to convert him. Only Luke could. And you get that vitriol from Anakin in, you know, Attack of the Clones. Right. I like, mean, you know that he already has this problem with Obi-Wan. It's right. not new. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, even even that episode, I, I think, was it episode three or four where they had that fight? I, I Yeah, I can't remember. But anyway, anyway, yeah. I mean, like, you know, th th there's another moment where you kind of see a, a chink in vader's armor mm -hmm. because he's like you know he's he's dragging obi-wan through the fire and basically right. like i'm gonna do to you what you did to me yes and that's that's not darth vader talking that's anakin with his you know his issues yeah 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 absolutely um yeah i now i mean so so that moment is is amazing um i think it also plays very nicely you know into uh you know into return of the jedi and some of the things that you know, that, that Obi-Wan said to Luke there. Um, yeah, it, it's an amazing moment. Yeah. And and not only that, fortunately, the fight that is going on between him and Obi-Wan in Episode 6 uh, 
makes the pay, you know, gives it gives it all the build-up it needs for that payoff because it's a phenomenal fucking fight. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, man, Obi-Wan just, he's coming out like Space Jesus. You know, like he's just, he's <laughs> right? just all these rocks and he's just lobbing them at, at Vader. Right? It's just a wrecking machine. Yeah. And it's yeah. so awesome to yeah. see happen. Uh, you know, to see Obi-Wan, like, it might be the most powerful expression of Obi-Wan that I've ever, that I've seen on any Star Wars Well, content. it's interesting, too, because, like, Vader's had a lot of different fights mm-hmm. with different Force users. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that Obi-Wan is the only one ever to get close enough to, like, score a hit on that panel yeah. on the front of him and, and mess with his, you know, his breathing apparatus. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody else could get closer right. than Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's beautiful because it's... Like, it's metaphorically striking him at the heart. Right. You know, like, right. like he's just getting right to the heart. Right. And not only that, it's like it's like he he's he's the guy who can get under Vader's skin. Right. Literally right. and figuratively. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Like that that fight, and and it was a very well choreographed fight. Like everything about it, the emotion, the the scripting, um, yeah. and then the choreography, all of it was just spot on. Yeah. Um, I I was. Yeah, it, to, totally worth it. Uh, and, and actually, I can imagine I will rewatch that many times over, and it's just gonna like there's just gonna be even more that's gonna get picked out of that um, over time. That was so well done. Um, I mean, I, I I have to agree. I think that's easily the you know like it's the best moment of the whole series, certainly of that episode, um, and it just just completely makes it worth it. Um, and it, it makes... I mean, do you think that that alone justifies the series' existence? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like like you said, since n- not everybody's going to watch mm-hmm. Rebels, that's a moment that needs to exist. Yeah, yeah. And Star Wars for, In like, just, action. like, everybody to experience. Yeah, yeah. Do you think... I, I don't know. Do you think that the, the uh, reveal, you know, the under-the-mask reveal to Ahsoka or the under-the-mask reveal to Obi-Wan, which one would you say is more powerful? The one with Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. Yeah, um, and I and and I'm not saying that just because it was the first one to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's odd, oddly enough, you know, like I I have a like a stronger connection to Anakin Skywalker via Matt Latner's performance yes. than I do Hayden Christensen. Yes. Nothing against Hayden Christensen. I'm not a hater. Nope, me neither. Um, but I just I I, I really feel like that performance and that representation of the character really kind of fully fleshed it out and had a lot more to say about who Anakin Skywalker was. Yes. Well, let's get it. I mean, then I want, I want to kind of sidetrack into a criticism here of the series overall. Um, because, so you and I have said this before on TIE Fighter Renegades, that really to us, and again, no, no shade being thrown at Hayden Christensen. I mean, certainly not for, you know, especially not for me, uh, like, Jumper, Virgin Territory. I mean, I can go down the list of movies that this guy has made. I love them. You know, like, I think they're great. So I actually, like, I genuinely think he's a damn good actor. Yeah. Um, but Matt Lanner is is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like yeah. That's, that's life, yeah. folks. Yeah. So um, that said, uh, that opinion could have changed more. As great as Hayden Christensen did throughout what we got of him in this, uh, I was disappointed. We we needed more Hayden Christensen. Like they made such a big deal about him coming back. Yeah. 
And I, that's something I don't think they paid off. That's something I don't think they delivered on. Um, I would have loved a lot more. I mean, even if it was just more like, like, I mean, because it was awesome. I think it was episode two of the series where you get that very quick, you know, flash. That the was serious. brilliant. Oh, yeah. It gave us chills. Yeah. 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 Um, and more of that. Right. Even would have been great. Right. So I just I feel like we got so In little fact, of Hayden Christensen. I, 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 I think the 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 moment that we have so much, you know, trouble with in, in the later episodes where, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the first fight between Obi-Wan yes. and Vader happened. I, I think it would have made a lot more sense if we got a sense of how haunted Obi-Wan was. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Even if he was just, like, dealing with, like, visions of Anakin or something. Right, something right. Because, like I mean, you, you do get that sense that, like, you know, it's it's... In that episode, he's almost like a, a moth being drawn to flame. Right. Like, you know, the, 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 the logical part of you is telling him, just run the fuck away. Like, yes. you're not ready to deal with this. Yes. Um, but at the same time, it's very clear from the moment that he learned that Anakin Skywalker was alive and he was Darth mm-hmm. Vader from Reva, mm-hmm. that he was, you know, like deeply disturbed right. by this and still haunted by what happened at the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, um, speaking of people that played Anakin, uh, I guess, yeah, so we agree there should have been more Hayden Christensen. Um, now, I thought, so in episode six, we actually got a lot of Luke, uh, yeah. or a fair amount of Luke. Yeah. And I, you know, the actor that they had playing him, I with the bowl cut hair, like, I really thought they made him look like Jake Lloyd. Uh, like from a distance, it really looked like Jake Lloyd. Yeah. Even though, even the garb they had him wearing. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't have a problem with that, you know. I mean, uh, for all we know, those are hand-me-downs from... Fuck, they could have been. The, yeah. The kid was the same size. Right. You know? Uh, I mean, again, I have no issue with this. I actually thought that was pretty nice. Uh, and I thought Luke, what what we got of Luke, fit and worked. Yeah. Like, I have no complaints about what they did with that character. Yeah. I still think it's dumb. We did find out, okay, how did Luke get that T-16 toy? There was no reason to do that horseshit, but... Whatever. Yeah, you know? I, it, that's that's small pickings. You know? Right. That's, that's a that's a that's a minor criticism. Right. I mean, we do get explanation essentially now of when Luke says in the New Hope, uh, I think my uncle knows him. You know, talking yeah, about yeah, Kenobi. Yeah. Now we know where he would get that right, idea right, because they right. talk to each other right exactly. on the Lars farm. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's okay. Like I, I, like that that works for me. Uh, I thought actually it was awesome that in Episode Six we got Baru because. We got, you know, Laura, uh, Owen, Uncle Owen, earlier in the show. In mm-hmm. fact, he was the highlight, I mm-hmm. thought. He continued to be fantastic in uh, episode six. Uh, but then Baru came in, and she just kicks ass. Oh, yeah, she's names. a badass. Oh, yeah. Was phenomenal. yeah, right? I was like, man, don't yeah. touch her blue milk. Right. <laughs> you're, you're in fucking trouble. <laughs> uh, oh, that was so cool. I mean, instantly she's taking charge and, like, you know. Oh, and it I, makes I sense, it. too, because, you know, like, she kind of, even in A New Hope, she kind of dresses uh, Owen down yes. for the way that he treated Luke's, you know, uh, uh, dreams and aspirations. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, he's just not a farmer, Owen. Yeah, right. Know? And, <laughs> yeah, I I thought that was treated incredibly well. Um, it felt really good to see action happening um, on the Lars farm. Mm-hmm. Not only that. Now, this is something that, for me, also paints... This is stuff I'm thinking about when I go to bed. It also paints... When when Luke and, you know, 
Obi-Wan in, in, in A New Hope show up at the Lara's farm after the stormtroopers have clearly been there and their bodies are there burning. Yeah. You know they put up a fight. Yeah. Like, like you know that yeah. that didn't go down. Right. Easy. Uh, and there's probably, you know, they might have dragged them off, but there's probably some dead stormtroopers. Uh, and I like getting to think that, knowing that, that, you know, these weren't just old people who can't take care of themselves. Oh, no, they'll take on an Inquisitor. Uh, I, I love that. And so now, you know, A New Hope, which in my eyes could use a little improvement, has some improvement to it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I like that uh, as well. But see, the thing is, most of the positives we're talking about, it's all it's all the six episodes. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that's that's... That's really the issue. Um, I also, I don't, I, I guess we'll get into this. Uh, there was no um, saving grace, as it were, for the character of Reva. It's still just, no. she's yeah. still just a terrible character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I think it was a very predictable arc that she went through. Uh, and and it just, I, I still don't buy it. I don't believe it. It doesn't work. I don't like it. Like, there's just, it's just off. Yeah. Uh, but she's probably going to get a series, or she's going to be in season two, or, or yeah, something. Yeah, that's the rumor. I mean, yeah. What do you got? I, you, you, now at least she has a possibility of being a different kind of character. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, or go ahead. Yeah, it, but her her playing the the Inquisitor just didn't work at any level at any point. Yeah. They're, they're, um, right. That's done now. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, well, that's a fair point to bring up, because now I don't have to expect her to act like a fucking Imperial. Right. You know, like, because that's what I wanted. Right. Uh, or that's what should be, considering she's an Inquisitor in the train. You know, they don't just... You can't sign up to be an Inquisitor, right? Like, you get picked and you get trained. Right. You know, forcibly, and usually you're losing limbs when it happens. Um I was disappointed, like, it feels like all the other Inquisitors, minus the Grand Inquisitor, of course, who made his return at the end of Episode 5, uh, they just, like, disappeared after yeah. Episode 4? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, that that was weird. Yeah, there was Fifth Brother and another one of the sisters. I don't remember. It was it... Yeah, it wasn't Ninth. No. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, but yeah, they, they were kind of... <laughs> Well, it kind of sucked because, like, Soon Kang was, you know, that was kind of a big deal to bring him in. Right. Uh, you know, and, and I didn't think he was doing a bad job, but they it just went away. Yeah. Um, overall, what do you think about the Inquisitor's performance? The Grand Inquisitor, I should say. Uh, eh. Yeah. I, I, I still think it was a huge mistake not to um, bring back... Um, Oh, uh, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs, yeah. yeah. I mean... Uh, Rupert Friend was... I mean, he was fine, but... Fine, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay-ish. Right. Um, I, I wasn't a huge fan of his performance, to be honest with you. Sure, sure. Um, it, 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 it just... He was kind of terrifying in Rebels. Yeah, yeah. Like, from the right from the beginning. Yep. And I just didn't get that with, with Rupert Friend's performance. He just kind of came off as, like... He was trying too hard. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, maybe it's just one of those things where, like, I didn't think Cad Bane translated super well in Book of Boba Fett, like, to live action. Yeah. Like, it, it, something about it just felt really off when he's one of the most badass characters in Star Wars history. Right. Um, you know, but normally he's just animated. Yeah. So I wonder if it's something like that. I I don't know. Yeah, I, di I didn't have as big of a problem with Cad Bane that you did. I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, I just... I. I yeah, Rupert Friend is just kind of like it was just. 
it was too middling. It was too yeah. bland. It was just, it was not enough. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was not enough. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Um, let's talk about, okay, this guy, and this this. <laughs> Some people love this guy. Other people, they annoy the fu- he annoys the fuck out of them. Um, but the the fake Jedi. Yeah, uh, I, I thought that's your you were going yeah, for. Yeah, uh, played by uh, what is it? Uh, Kumal Ninjani, I think yeah, is his name. Yeah. Um, of course, best known from Silicon Valley, and he made the Amazon movie The Big Sick, which both of those productions are phenomenal. Like I actually I went to theaters and saw The Big Sick. That was very good. It's like about his actual life. Um, so I don't have anything against the guy necessarily. Um, but, I mean, did you think his humor fit? Did you think he worked as a character in this? He's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he was obviously the, the comic relief yeah. character. Yeah. Um, honestly, I thought, like, why didn't they bring Jar Jar back? <laughs> wow. That would have been insane. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah, wouldn't it? Holy shit. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think Disney's still afraid of him, though. I mean, at least they give Ahmed best work. Yeah, right. Like, right. They, they let him do the, the Jedi, Jedi Temple. Yeah. Yeah, Jedi Temple Challenge. But oh, that's a hell of an idea. Yeah, well, that's a wasted opportunity. Yeah, right. Well, there's, there's you know, there's, there's going to be a, if there's going to be a season two. <laughs> I yeah yeah I'm I on mean, board with this. Yeah yeah, he certainly deserves better than fucking what Duck Wendig did to him. Yeah yeah yeah, I know I know that was that was so bad. That was, was just mean spirit. Yeah, it was sad. It was sad and and. Clearly, Disney is real. I think they're, especially since they made this damn show, uh, they're realizing their mistake of being disrespectful to the sequels or the prequels. The prequels, I mean, yeah, yeah, is not a good idea. Right. Um, and, I, and I'm glad they seem to be learning that lesson. I mean, I want them to move on from like, you know, kind of kind of uh, uh, marquee characters, but at the same time, well, let's be respectful where where it's deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I thought Kamal's like. I thought his brand of humor just didn't fit, and yeah. I kind of feel like this guy has essentially become—he's like the—he's the, the the 21st century Rob Schneider, where, <laughs> <laughs> where like Rob Schneider was like funny at one point, you know, and then suddenly he's just like in every fucking movie, and he's the easy comic relief to pop. Yeah, into yeah, film. he got typecast as kind yeah. of like the the comic relief character that you kick around. Right, and he's just always Rob Schneider. Yeah, now right. There's times where that works. If you like, if you're Tom Cruise, okay, you can always be Tom Cruise. If you're Brian Sovereign, okay, always be Brian Sovereign. No, I, don't, I wouldn't put myself in that class. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you know, this he's just not that. Kamal's not that kind of guy. Like, and, and it just doesn't, I don't know, it felt very out of place. To, to me, it felt out of place in, especially with the severity of what's going on. I just, yeah, I, I didn't dig it. I mean, and this is a problem, I had the same problem in Last Jedi. I thought the humor, I mean, what uh, what Carrie Fisher did with Landed, but most of the other humor did not fit well because it felt like Marvel humor. Um, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. What do you got? Yeah, you no, got? that's a good point. I mean, like, I don't think that he was that egregious. Yeah, sure. Um, I can understand what you're saying. I just, I guess, I wasn't paying attention as much to that character. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't bother me. Yeah. No, I hear that. Did you ever watch Silicon Valley? No, I did not. Yeah. See, and I, that might be the difference because when you watch that guy for years on there and he's uh, just always playing the same person, right? I think that's part of what throws you out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I mean, I have the same issue with Forrest Whitaker. 
Right. He's always Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Except yeah. for he's in, he's in Star Wars, and then finally he's not Forrest Whitaker anymore. Right. But then, honestly, I wish he was Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> we just didn't need that. But, and, and, uh, but all right, whatever. Um, so, yeah, okay. So, so that was, I mean, because that was one of the big casting, you know, announcements was Brian right. and Kamal. And, right. and I just, I didn't know what they were going to do with it. I didn't think it worked. I guess, I guess I just don't care enough. Yeah. Yeah, me. You know, if they made him like a Twi'lek, maybe it would have landed better for me. Mm, okay, I, I, I don't know. Just, yeah. just a thought. Yeah. Um, let's see who who else. Well, I, do you want to talk? I mean, I know we talked about Leia before. Yeah. But like, do do you feel any differently than you did at the beginning? No, uh, I mean her her little droid Lula is is preposterous. Like that's so, <laughs> that's so goddamn annoying. Um, but but no, I like I. I I thought she delivered. Um, yeah. I thought one of the best lines, I think, was in episode five, where Obi-Wan says, where, like, someone's telling her to shut up, and Obi-Wan says, if you trust me, I trust her. Right. Let her go. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah, that, yeah. that, that was great. That was yeah. a great moment. Um, episode five had its moments, too, you know, just just bringing that in quick. Uh, like, I think we talked about this on the Q&A, but, like, I thought the, the, you know, as much as I think the character of Reva sucks, the fight between Reva and Vader was phenomenal. Like, this was like Enter the Dragon yeah, yeah. Uh, level shit. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it worked really damn well. Right. Um, and, like, tricking Vader with the separate ship, all that stuff was Oh, that was really brilliant. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that was, was brilliant. Very well done. Yeah. Well, and of um, course, you also had an episode fight, the the duel between Anakin and uh, um, Obi-Wan at oh, the right. very beginning. Yeah. Where that, it was, like, the flashback. That worked really well. Yeah. So episode yeah. five's up there as far as being a little bit better. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, things got better. I mean, I think yeah. that the, the real low point was was um, three and four. Three and four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see who who else is in it. The, the gal who played like the imperial spy and she was originally from Game of Thrones or whatever. I oh, couldn't yeah. give a shit about that. Character. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that, that's the thing. I, I I felt the same way about you know the fake Jedi guy. It's yeah, just yeah. like they, they were there. Yeah, they served their purpose and then they were gone. Yeah, yeah. Her purpose was bring in the Game of Thrones fans, which for whatever fucking reason, every studio thinks they need to do that. I mean, she's not a terrible actress. No, no, she does fine. Yeah, but the only reason she's in that is because she was in Game of Thrones, right? And that's yeah. not good enough, you know. To like, I mean, because that's so funny. That's like somehow saying that well, Star Wars needs Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, uh, I, no I, jackass. I think I would feel differently if they they just. If she literally hadn't been a disposable character, yes, that they threw away. Yeah, they killed her. Yeah, she is disposable. Um, I don't know if they're going to make any big whoop out of like uh, Leia's because uh, uh, she gives Leia her holster, right? Which maybe I mean I can think of artwork where she's wearing like a brown brown holster with her white suit. You know, yeah, yeah, like you see that in the, in the Leia comics. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, maybe like in Return of the Jedi, that might be her holster. I right. don't know if they're going to make that kind of claim, but. That just felt a little forced. Like, it did. I, I just don't see where, like, oh, this holster means everything to me. Um, and I also, again, it just smacks, and, and this is kind of the old EU in, in me, uh, you know, like, walking around with a holster, even if it's holding a droid, which if that's not a marketing ploy, I don't know what is, but walking around with a holster on Alderaan just feels anathema, you know, because this mm -hmm. is the planet that in... Has no weapons. In the old days, yeah, has no weapons. I mean, yeah. we know now, like with Claudia Gray books and others, that, okay, that's not exactly how Alderaan works in Disney's canon, but I'm, I miss the pacifist Alderaan. Uh, yeah. And, and, I, and I, 
I don't know. I, I, I get it where it's saying that like, this character is not like the other Alderanians, but you don't need to do that. We already know she's not like the other Alderanians because she's a fucking descendant of somebody from Naboo. Right. So <laughs> you don't have to tell us this. Anyway. You know what? But what really did work was, mm. you know, basically the, the parting conversation between Leia and Obi-Wan. Yep. Where he tells her about her parents. Yes. And that beautiful. was, that was yeah, totally beautiful, awesome moment. Yep. Um, yeah, I felt that. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, minus the droid and, and, and the holster thing. Uh, I thought the actress was, you know, d- did her job. Yeah. And well, I, I think I even said on, you know, previous episodes, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned, um, that actress, and what was her name? It's... Uh, Vivian Lyra Blair. Right. Yeah, she can play Leia for the rest of her life, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. And I, and I doubled down on that. Yeah, yeah. At this point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I thought she delivered, and I thought the use of the character of Leia is also one of the high points of this whole series. Yeah. Uh, they really did a good job. Yeah, that was that was the thing that was really out of left field that kind right. of like, just kind of blew away all your expectations of yeah. the series. But it made all the sense in the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, once, once it kind of landed. Um, I think... I think that hits most of the characters, you know, like that really... I mean, there were some other, like, extraneous characters that we got introduced to yeah. that I think would be great to get in a whole series. Well, there's one uh, we're forgetting. Who's that? The very end. The very the very end. Yes. Oh, shit. Right. So, it was really nice to see Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah! <laughs> yes! Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, and I was really not expecting that at yeah. all because uh, Liam Neeson has been quoted as saying that he's more than willing to reprise the character but not in a television show. Yeah. And I think he threw that out just to sort of like, you know, uh, uh, divert people and throw them off the scent. Yes, right. Yeah. Because uh, that was a surprise almost on the level of Luke Skywalker showing up in The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. It was a moment like that. Um, and, you know, like, I, and I brought this up to you as soon as we watched it. I said, I was like, oh, well, like, that makes sense. I mean, because we know that his ghost is often on or is always on Tatooine. Right. Um, and I, there, there, there's, a, there's something, there's some real poetry in that. Like, yeah. like you can extrapolate a lot from that moment. Um, I thought it was very well done. My gripe is, though, honestly, like, I would have loved him to be kind of a Mickey character to Obi-Wan's downtrodden Rocky. Mm-hmm. And, like, because, you know, and Vader says it explicitly in Episode Six. Uh, it's like, so I see your strength has returned, you know, and says that to Obi-Wan. Um, I think it would have been great if, like, Qui-Gon was behind Obi-Wan getting his, you know, kind of his mojo back. Uh, and they didn't do that. And, and it yeah. would have it would have made the middle part of the series a lot more interesting. But that's a great. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand that. I'm not sure I necessarily agree with it because mm-hmm. then that kind of like takes away from Obi-Wan sort of getting his mojo back on his own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a point where he's, like, saying Master, and you don't know if he's referencing Qui-Gon or Yoda. Yeah. Um, no, I, th- I think it's pretty sure they're they're referencing Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. Yeah. 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 Um, um, go ahead. And, that, and and this is what I refer, was referring to at the beginning of the episode here, is, like, if mm-hmm. they do decide to do a season two, and they go in this direction right. with, with, like you said, having, you know, kind of the, the bringing back the Master and 
and student relationship between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, I'm all for that. Give me more. Yeah, yeah. Still, though, I, I, I'll admit, and I, I'm with you, and I would, I'd love that. I, I still think, like, episode three, as in Revenge of the Sith, seems to suggest that Obi-Wan's going to start talking to, Obi- or, uh, to, to Qui-Gon, because like Yoda says at the end of the movie, it's like Master Qui-Gon's returned, you know, right. and I'm going to teach you how to talk to him. What happened? Like, w- w- did he never learn? You know, I, I kind of want to know what happened there. Well, I mean, no. This is I, 10 I think, years after. I know, and I think he's been trying the whole time. That's weird. Because, I mean, see, I, not, I, I hear you, and I think I'm sure there's a way to logically justify it. But, like, that's like saying Yoda can't train, which, well, I don't know. Well, you know, it... it, it <laughs> Obi-Wan, or, yeah, Obi-Wan is not Yoda's failure. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, Obi-Wan not being able to talk to Qui-Gon is, uh, is completely on Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's clear throughout the series kind of why is because he has been, he is still so troubled by the past. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe Obi-Wan's just like, look, I'm out. Like, I'll go watch Luke, but I'm out. I'm done. Like, I, and, and maybe it was something like that. Uh, which that's something else. Like, I'm, I wouldn't mind a book or even a comic. Uh, that's like exploring a lot. I mean, I know we kind of had a comic that did this, but I wouldn't mind a little more exploration of Obi-Wan's life before the start of the series. And But, you know, in between episode three and this. Mm. Um, I, I'd be totally open to that. And I'm kind of surprised with such a big ticket series that they did not make any, like... Um, you know, like promo material. Like, they didn't do any comic books. They didn't do any books. They didn't do any... And I don't even think there's any lined up. Um, it, it's just odd to me, you know, yeah. that, that well, they here again, do that. And I would have wanted it. You know, they, they've already explored flashbacks in this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're, you know, that that's always an opportunity for the future. That's true. That's true. I mean, just like... Because, you know, when Rebels came out, um, A New Dawn came out before the, the series right. even started. yeah. And I like that book. I a lot. love that book. Yeah, I, it, that's that's another one that got critically panned. And I don't get it. No, right. And yeah. like, and that is like honestly one of the most adult Star Wars novels out there. Yeah, yeah. No, I and agree. And it's with you. better for it. Yes. No, I, I agree with you. And yeah, I just I I find it odd that they didn't try to do that with this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking is there, but it doesn't matter. Because um, you know, if I was expecting logic out of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be here for a while. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so anyway. apparently, that's too much of an ask in Hollywood in yeah. general. No, no, the Twinkies will survive before I will when that day comes. Uh, <laughs> that's mighty big Twinkie. I was just going to say <laughs> yeah. that you took the words right out of my mouth. That's a big Twinkie. That's, yeah. uh, anyway, so okay, let's talk about the music for a minute. Episode six, the music kind of came in. Yeah, uh, finally. Uh, finally. Yeah, yeah. In fact, they even brought in, you know, uh, cues from one of my pa- favorite pieces of uh, original trilogy music, which was the... Uh, was that the asteroid? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that piece so yeah. much, and, and they used it to perfect effect in this episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was something else I really loved. Like, the amount of... 
got some time on the Star Destroyer again, on the bridge. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. that that was cool to yeah. have that and have a Star Destroyer actually in action. Right. Um, which they were probably brand spanking new that, at that that's point. That's something that was just consistently good throughout this entire series was the set design. Yes. Like the way they brought the Inquisitor base to life was perfect. It looked exactly like it did in, you know, Fallen Order. Yeah, and I thought Vader's throne room was cool. Yeah. Um, do, do you feel it, it smelled, it, or it smelled, do you feel like, did it feel to you kind of small time, though? Like, mm-hmm. like for example, okay, when, it's episode five, when they're about to rush this, it's not a rebel base, but it might as well be. There's only like, maybe 20 stormtroopers? Yeah. And you got a Star Destroyer up there. Yeah. Don't you think you'd be bringing down, I don't know, a couple hundred? Yeah. There's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi in, behind those doors, you know, like... I I agree that the set design like it worked, but at the same time um, I do feel like you could see the budget constraints uh, at times yeah, of the show. Yeah, I, I I would say it's actually more apparent earlier where like you know the the mining town or whatever it is yeah. that they're you know they're hiding out in when Vader shows up. Yeah, and even some of the Tatooine sets. These are obviously things that were were recycled from the Mandalorian. Yeah, and Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, hey, smart money, that's fine. Right, but, yeah, you know. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I... I uh, honestly, when it, uh, when, it, when it comes down to the Star Destroyer set and the, the Inquisitor base mm-hmm. and even the Coruscant, you know, the, mm. the Jedi Temple... I thought all of it was was phenomenal. It I thought I thought they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, tell you what. So we got a surprise here, and that is, we I actually I asked in the Discord group um, for some thoughts from listeners on 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 the Obi Wan series, and boy, uh, our man Jacob, and I know Rob and I love Jacob. Uh, he. Boy, did he have some thoughts. Oh. I mean, there's F-bombs. There's all oh, kinds wow. of stuff, and it's lengthy. Oh, wow. And do you want do you want to get into that? Yeah. Let's, yeah. I mean, we're here. Yeah, what the when, hell? When else are we going to talk know, about I know. It? We've been going for an hour already, but let's do it. Let, let's. <laughs> so, so again, this is from the Patreon only. So you got to be a Sovereign Tech patron uh, to get access to this Discord. And he, here he goes. Um, he says, Woo, where do I begin? Uh, this was a bigger disappointment than the book of Boba Fett. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, that's a hell of a statement. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I disagree with them, but yeah. let's keep, let's read it. Okay. Um, of course, that's because they managed to sneak in an episode and a half of The Mandalorian <laughs> in Book of Boba Fett. Yes, they yeah, did. Yeah, well, the, I mean, I said it before. The Oddly enough, the, the best moments in the Book of Boba Fett were the ones where Boba Fett wasn't in it. Right. <laughs> uh, he says, Nevertheless, I have issues with Obi-Wan. Um, from a technical standpoint, I wasn't a fan of the direction, uh, and despite the trailers, this really looked like a TV show. Now, s- stop on that. I don't know that he means like Deborah Chow's directing or just the direction of like like the course of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of Deborah Chow's d- directing overall? She basically directed every episode, I think. Yeah, I mean, this was her series. This is her baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously. You know the 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 middle of the entire series like yeah. fell well below that you know fantastic episode she did in the Mandalorian, yeah. Um, which to date is still one of the best episodes yeah. of the Mandalorian. Agreed. 
Yeah. But here again, like she, she, she really stuck the takeoff and landing, and I'll stick. I will stand by that. Yeah. 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 Yep. I'm with you. Um, okay. So we'll keep we'll keep going. Uh, let's see. From a technical standpoint, I wasn't a fan of the direction, and despite the trailers, this really looked like a TV show. I can handle that with The Mandalorian because it was the first. It's a better story, and it's more tied to the TV-based Filoni-verse anyway. But when I see Obi-Wan and Vader, I need that shit to be cinematic. This just didn't cut it. What do you say to that? Paragraph break, right? Yeah, if we're talking about the first Vader-Obi-Wan fight, yeah, for sure. That That, felt totally TV. Yeah, yeah. That was was a complete failure. Yeah. Uh, Everything about that, the music, the action, you know, everything was wrong. Yeah, uh, about that fight, the yeah. middle fight. That's what I'm going to call it from now on, the middle fight. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's funny work. enough that you know you describe it in terms. It looked like t- you know. You, more I think of it is like, yeah, it looked like a, a, a new BSG set. Yeah, right, right. And those are you know just some of the worst production values ever. No, I mean they just are. <laughs> you go from the most expensive show ever made to something that the Sci-Fi Channel's producing. Give me a fucking break. Anyway, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so <laughs> moving on. Yeah, I mean, long-time <laughs> listeners know that whenever I want to get a rise out of Brian, I just mentioned that. Oh, fucking a. Yeah, yeah. You can never like. There is no compliment to be made if you compare something to New Battle Circle. <laughs> All right, uh, moving, moving on. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, I wrestled Brian's jimmies a little there. It's getting late, goddamn it. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, I could. For- <laughs> Jacob continues. Um, I could forgive the technical failings, however, if it wasn't for so much of the other stuff. I don't mind that Leia was a major character, but I don't think the actress was quite up to the task. Sorry, I don't agree. All right. Well, there you go. Um, and I mean, we've already made our case on that, so yeah. we'll, we'll read on. Uh, maybe it's just the fact that she's supposed to be ten, but looks like she's seven. It's interesting. I didn't think about that. But no, it's interesting. Yeah, she. I, I could see that. Yeah, where she she maybe looks younger than yeah. than a ten year old. But you know, age is a funny thing, especially in your kid. Like yeah, show me a kid who looks like they're the age they are. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have minded if she was a bit older. And in fact, it would have been really cool. Now I know she doesn't meet Holdo until she's. Uh, Amelyn Holdo. I know she doesn't meet her until like she's like teenager. a teenager yeah. in mm-hmm. Claudia Gray's books. Yeah. But that would have been cool to have the two of them. Yeah. You know, kicking ass. Anyway. But that but see, this is the thing we forget. Like, how old is she in A New Hope? Isn't she like six or no, she 19. becomes a senator at sixteen, so she's nineteen in Yeah, that. yeah. 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 Okay. But she became a senator at sixteen. Anyway, yeah, right. If that's still canon, I don't know. Um Let's see. He says, I don't blame her, and she was a decent performer, but I think they should have cast someone older. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a different critique. I mean, I I, I get that to a Mm -hmm. certain degree. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, if, you know, I was the casting director, and, you know, you're you're probably going to have, you know, a bunch of different, you know, young actresses. Yeah. There probably was one that was older, but honestly, you know... With with the performance that she gave, mm-hmm. uh, I would I would go with the actor that gave the better performance than the one that looked closer to the age that you were trying to you know match it up to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thinking about it a little bit, I guess if I were to have any improvement, it wouldn't necessarily that she'd be older. I think it would have been interesting if if they cast somebody who looked a little more like Padme, 
But, I don't know. Anyway, that's inconsequential. Uh, all right, so reading on. But Leo, or quote, but Leo is just a minor annoyance compared to dot, 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 do I even need to say it? Yeah, we all know it's Reva. Well, you're not getting any argument from yeah, us on nope, that. No, nope. no. I mean, this is just one of the worst Star Wars characters I think ever ever developed. I mean, it just too power. Like, I don't even mind Ray. Like, Ray Ray Skywalker doesn't really bother me. But like, Reva comes in like too powerful, too important, too fast, and then just is not delivering the style that her character's position should be. You know, delivering. Yep. Um, Anyway, we'll keep reading. Uh, once again, I'm not going to fault the actor, nor would we. Of course, we think Moses Ingram is a fantastic actress. Um, so, you know, no issue there. But anyway, once again, I'm not going to fault the actor. Everyone knows that even great actors don't always give their best performances in Star Wars. I'm looking at you, Natalie. I guess it's a reference to wow. Miss Portman. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have my own beef with Natalie Portman these days. But anyway, that. moving on. So I guess I'm going to have to blame Deborah Chow and the writers God, what was this character? She sure wasn't an Inquisitor. Our point exactly, or at least my point certainly. Uh, she looked like a normal human. Inquisitors should look a little off. Uh, yeah, right. we talked about she didn't have the eyes. Right. right? Um, anyway, given that Inquisitors had supposedly been tortured, they could have given her a facial scar um, or neon green eyes, anything. She was dumb as hell, thinking she could take out, take Vader. Like that he wouldn't see it coming. Her yeah. plan never made any sense, nope. and she killed a lot of innocent people to try yep. and carry it out. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm yep. totally with you. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you're completely right, Jacob. Yeah. And, and in yeah. fact, like, and and I, I like your point about even just give them a facial scar. That's the thing. We know it's canon. We've seen it. What do Inquisitors go through at the beginning of their training? It's fucking brutal. Vader will cut your limbs off just so you understand your where your place in the pecking order. Right. Um. And she got none of that. And, all right, so I want to pause on his 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 comments for a moment because maybe he's going to get into it, actually. But I don't get it. The idea that, like, Vader knew who Reva was and that's why he brought her into the Inquisitorius? Like, that that whole plot line just doesn't make any I, sense. You know, to be honest with you, I, I this, and this is just wild conspiracy theory. Yeah. I'm totally admitting it. But if I was going to say if there's any element of this entire fucking show mm -hmm. that seemed like it was a, a rewrite, mm -hmm. it's her entire character arc. Yeah, yeah. Like, I kind of feel like maybe there was an agenda to, like, oh, hey, mm -hmm. like, let's rewrite this character to, you know, make her... Give her her own show someday. Yeah, I, I think I think they had that in mind before, like from the from the very start mm -hmm. of this show. Yeah. Whereas I don't think I have a feeling that if we saw the original scripts, that she would not be either this kind of character mm -hmm. or it would have been far less important. Yeah, yeah. I mean that whole plot line of like her thinking she could get to Vader and kill Vader, like that. Fuck, that was dumb. I mean, I, I like I completely agree with Jacob. Like, yeah. It, again, nothing about this character makes any damn sense. No, no. Um, I mean, she's dumb inside and outside. Yes. The universe, which you we know? talked about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just doesn't fit. No. Um, okay, I, I'll, I'll keep reading. Um, let's see. Her plan never made any any sense. She killed a lot of innocent people to try and carry it out, and her redemption was that she didn't kill a kid. 
congratulations. You did the least anyone could ever do. <laughs> right, yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let, let, we'll, we'll keep going. Uh, not killing children isn't hard. And sure, <laughs> Vader committed untold atrocities before gaining some redemption by tossing old Sheev into the reactor. But we at least felt his emotional journey from behind a fucking mask. <laughs> Reva's story was, was all tell, no show. Uh, well, maybe a little show. She was about to torture Leia, after all. Uh, oh, and does she have some unknown healing factor? Remember when Qui-Gon was run through with a lightsaber? How did, the fuck did she make it to Tatooine? Did did I not say this yeah. to you? Like, this, like, one of the, 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 like, we have two instances of the, just in this show alone. Right. Of characters getting run through. In the and, stomach. And, and shrugging it off. Yeah, yeah. And so, so, Reva, it happened to her seemingly twice meaning when she was a little kid yeah and then when she's an adult right uh now with the grand inquisitor okay in canon utapau or Pollens have like two stomachs so he could survive that great um you know but but she's human and so how do you explain that she survived when she was a little kid again makes really does make no sense uh some people are arguing where that lightsaber thrust went through but uh, come on I mean, you got Anakin Skywalker, the most powerful Jedi in history, on a killing spree. I don't think he's going to miss the mark. Um, and then, you know, then, uh, you know, her getting run through by Vader, you know, in Episode Five of this. Um, yeah, how did she make it to Tatooine? I have no fucking idea because it seemed like she was okay. Uh, the only explanation that can be given, and you and I talked about this, Rob, and I actually talked about this way back when The Mandalorian first came out and when Rise of Skywalker first came out. Uh, because if you remember, they did a special, like they released an episode of The Mandalorian Season 1 early mm -hmm. before Rise of Skywalker premiered because there was something in it that was relevant to what would happen in Rise of Skywalker. Right. Now, what was relevant was Grogu healing Carl Weathers. Now, as much as I wish Grogu was there in Rocky IV to keep Apollo Creed from dying, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that didn't happen, but we've got it here. And, and um, then you have in Rise of Skywalker where Rey heals that snake. Right. Okay. Now, I had said that at the time. I thought it would have been fascinating if the ability to heal oneself was actually a dark side power. Right. And I was ref pulling that from because I was saying when I, when I talked about this, I was like, okay, if anybody thinks it's some kind of new power, it's not. Because in Shadows of the Empire, which granted is no longer canon, but in Shadows of the Empire from the 90s, it's one of the most powerful moments in Star Wars history, in my opinion, canon or not, where Vader is healing himself in his chamber, um, and he's using the dark side. Yep. And he's able to, like, breathe without his mask. Yep. The problem is that as soon as he's able to breathe without his mask, he becomes happy, and he's filled with the light side, and he loses all that healing that he garnered in through the dark side. So the idea that the dark side is what actually heals you, or is gives you the ability to heal... Um, it's not new to Star Wars at right. all. Right. Uh, and so so you could kind of make an argument. And in fact, the Grand Inquisitor even says that, like, revenge does wonders for, you know, your ability to survive or whatever. You know, he, he makes that comment right. in episode five. Right. Um, you could kind of make an argument that Reva, uh, like, because she's so filled with hate that it heals her and allows her to keep on going. I think that you could easily make an argument that's what allowed Darth Maul to survive. Is he was just filled with so much hate that it kept him alive. Yeah. And I think it can explain 
why didn't Qui-Gon survive, you know, a gash to the stomach? Right. And that's because he's actually the good guy. Yeah. Well, I, I have a very specific theory mm-hmm. about this, too, that I've been thinking about for a while. And, okay. and Ray even mentions it in The Rise of Skywalker, where I think after she uh, heals the snake, she even mentions that she used some of her own life force or essence right. to heal the snake. And I think it is specifically a dark side power because it is a misuse of the living force. Mm, and that, that you have to take mm-hmm. in order to either give to someone else or to give to yourself. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I think it ultimately speaks to, like, I mean, fuck the fact that Palpatine was in Episode Nine, but, you know, or was in Rise of Skywalker. But, like, his ability to transfer, like, his consciousness, to transfer himself to another body... Um, that is clearly a Sith power, you know, uh, especially when you read the novel. And that might be part of this, that transference. Because you're right, Ray calls it a transfer, a transference right. in, in Rise of Skywalker. Right. Um, yeah. So that that's good. Like, I, 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 did, I pick up what you're putting down there. Yeah, and, and, and the reason that Qui-Gon couldn't do it because he, more than any other Jedi, was in tune with the living force. Right. And he understood that that was a violation. Yes, Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, at the same time, of course, it's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) This is not, she should have been dead. Should have been dead twice. You know, like, like it just, you know, I get that, but if I was going to try and justify it, um, and again, it does appeal ultimately for me to one of my favorite moments in star Wars canon or not that being shadows of the empire of Vader. Um, you know, it, it fits. Uh, and maybe it even explains how, the Grand Inquisitor survived, you know, two stomachs or not. So, interesting. I like that. And, and, and what I really like about that, it reminds me of, just quick, and then we'll keep reading, because I know we're going forever here. Um, it reminds me of powerful lessons in an episode of Star Trek, the original series, that being The Enemy Within. So episode five of season one, where Kirk gets split into two. And there's like a good Kirk and an evil Kirk. But you find out it's not that simple. There's actually parts of the evil Kirk that are very endearing and yeah. that are what allow him to actually be the greatest captain in history. Right. Um, and this plays into that, I think. That, you know, like, okay, yeah, we think of the dark side as evil, but actually there's there's elements within the dark side that, you know, could have kept Apollo Creed alive in Rocky Four. You know, but, it didn't, but uh, you know, it, it, you go know, ahead. That's interesting, too, because, sure. you know, at the venue, at the end of the episode when, you know, Obi-Wan is saying goodbye mm-hmm. to Leia and telling her about Anakin and about Padme. Uh-huh. One of the virtues that he mentions about Anakin was he was passionate. And right. that is a Sith virtue. Nah, nah. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're thinking <laughs> far more into it than anybody who wrote this shit. <laughs> but. At least we can explain it <laughs> or try give something. Uh, yeah, right on. That that's that's interesting. Um, okay. So anyway, Jacob, we're ultimately we're with you. We're just like tossing out you know some theories on, on how right. this could have worked. Uh, so let, shall we read on? Yeah, yeah. He says so. There's much more I could say about Riva, but I'll leave it at that. And I hear you. We could complain about that character all day long. Um, now, what did I like? Plenty. Ewan fucking brought it and was unsurprisingly the best thing about the show. I mean, the show has his name, so he better be, right? I love the flashback duel between him and Anakin. 
and in spite of its location on generic rock planet, the final duel between Obi-Wan and Darth was great too. Uh, yeah, it was a generic rock planet. Yeah, but at least it had some atmosphere and mood. Yeah, at least it wasn't Tatooine. Yeah, or, or that, you know, stupid mining town. Right, right. Um, let's see, the, the blending of the Anakin and Vader voices was chilling. I totally agree. I yeah. thought that was genius. Yeah, you know, like yeah that we was talked so about that. Done. Right, we talked about that earlier. Um, reading on, Echoes of Twilight of the Apprentice. Yep. Yep, right on. Um, that re- of course, that's the aforementioned Rebels episode uh, or finale for season two. Yep. Um, that really paid off, though they missed an obvious chance for Vader to claim he had the high ground. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah right. That would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think that would have been too easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then they go reading on. But then they go to the anticlimax on Tatooine. Ugh. Tala was a great new character, and I'm a bit disappointed they killed her off. That must be the Game of Thrones gal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's taste. Uh, meanwhile, Reva lives. I always love it when Jimmy Smith shows up, and it was cool to see Qui-Gon for yes. three and a half seconds. Yes. Totally agreed on both yep. of those. Yep. Jimmy Smith was great. Even yeah. at the end, he was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was that was great. I think he's part of, you know, the, the sticking, the taking off, and the landing. Yes. He's like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I want to, like, reiterate that it's amazing to see so much of Alderaan finally. I mean, you got some of it in right. Revenge of the Sith, but it's actually been exceptionally rare in live action. Uh, or even animated. Um, it's beautiful to finally get that, and that also adds weight to A New Hope. Yeah. Like when you see Elderon blow up, you have an idea now of what yeah. the fuck that I, was. I think that was probably some of my favorite elements uh, of the first couple episodes, is, is not just seeing more of Alderaan, but seeing more of the relationship between Bale and Leia. Yes. Yeah. I think they're setting up... Uh, or well, Right. Sorry, I was thinking Brea. Uh, but yes, between Bale and Leia is great. Um I did like, I love yeah. getting to see Brea finally. Yeah, this absolutely. is a character that deserves so much exploration. Yeah, she got like two seconds in, right. you know, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I think in the novels at least we're going to get, I've talked about this in other TIE Fighter Renegades, we're going to start getting more of her, but uh, but I, I think this is also helping tee that off. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, reading on, overall the story was a big mess. Yeah, yeah. I yep. agree, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the primary antagonist <laughs> didn't work at all. Uh, yeah, totally agree with yep. you there. Yeah, uh, I'd probably rate this 6 out of 10, so just barely passing. Um, I didn't get any of the excitement. I got through two and a half seasons of The Mandalorian, uh, though I probably had unreasonably high expectations. <laughs> two and a half. I yeah. love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Book of Boba Fett is. Right. Season point five. Point five. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I want to say, or let me read this next part. Once again, I was burned by the fault by not following the advice I often give myself of "don't trust the trailer." Yeah, that's good advice. Um, I do want to say I don't think you had unreasonable high expectations. I think if you're bringing in Ewan McGregor, uh, you have every reason to hold high expectations for this. It should not be like it should feel cinematic, um, and we'll talk about that more in a second. Uh, I mean, do, do, do you agree with that statement, Rob? Yeah, I don't, and I mean, we we talked about. I I, I see, you know, where the the, the elements where it it, you know, fails in having any kind of you know, cinematic gravitas or yes. flavor. Yeah. Uh, but there are moments where it does, and those moments do work really well. Sure. Um, if this was a little ranty, that's just because it's a little more fun that way. Did I hate it? No, but it wasn't top tier Star Wars. Just star mess. I like that. Meh. Yeah. Star meh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Does that work? Maybe I'm forcing it. But I'm... Ooh. Man. There it is, the last dig. No. <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, Jacob, like, overall, I agree with you, like, in many ways, other than maybe the Leia thing. Um, well, we say, I mean, like, we said it right from the start. Yeah. You know, we kind of said, you know, like, the, the, the takeoff and landing were great, and the whole, the rest of the ride was turbulent as fuck. I mean, yes. that's, that is the whole review. Yes, yeah. Uh, this is something that, two things I think could have really, really helped the show. Um, and that is either you allow people to binge watch it or you just go ahead and binge watch it uh, and then like you kind of don't have time to think and you're not like dwelling on this shit for a week you know that doesn't make any sense Yeah. or it could have easily been a movie there's so much shit that just did not need to be there right um, like the first the first the middle fight between Vader and, and Obi-Wan didn't even have to happen no also even if it did it could have been 30 seconds and like you said, Rob, Obi-Wan runs. You know what I mean? And that's all it should have been. Uh, there's really no good reason for this to be a six-episode miniseries, in my opinion. And yeah. that that's, might be its big... To me, other than Reva, its biggest flaw is it's just... It's stretched out, pacings off at times, and there's just stuff that that's just uh, dumb to fill it in. I I got to tell you, if yeah. if I were to rewatch this series, I might actually skip episodes three and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder what that would feel like. I bet it'd feel pretty natural. Um, yeah. Well, so so I want to this this leads to kind of a what what I think will be more of the last or the, kind of the phasing out of the conversation, um, because we were given a hint, and we talked about this on the Patreon Q and A that we did. Um, we were given a hint to the idea that there's six episodes of this, and each one is correlative to moments, things, cues that happen in the you know episodes one through six of the Skywalker saga. Right. That being from Phantom Menace to Return of the Jedi. Right. Uh, and once you hear that, you do see it, and you do get it. And some of it's more blatant than others. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, so, and I didn't hear that until episode five, until a- after episode five, Screen right. Crush pointed it out. Right. Um, and then when episode six rolled around and we watched that, as great as that was, so much of that was, uh, it annoyed me. Yeah. How much of that was Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Like yeah. right down to Reva showing up on Tatooine in the beginning of the episode, wearing a dark fucking cloak. Just like Luke returning to Tatooine and returning to the I mean, I, I, said, I said to you, for, you know, verbatim that, you know, I, I kind of wish I hadn't noticed that until after I finished the entire yeah. series. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I need to research this more because I want to hear what's even the good argument for this, for doing this. Uh, because, again, now I don't like it. Um, I mean, I didn't even like it when, like, Obi-Wan's tricking the, the fucking stormtroopers in episode four. Of all things, yeah. Which, which again, it's that, it's that right, that rhyme, right. That poetry. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. I think they're with a noise. I, I think that's it. I think they're they're trying too hard to make it like, you know, George would do it. Yeah, but that's so like, maybe it's still. I, I hear you. That's a why, but it still leaves me with like a bigger why. Like, it, it's just it takes so much attention to detail to do that. And when I, we talked about this before, I had said. If you can, 
you know, if you can pay that much attention to what you're doing, why can't you make a good fucking show? Right, right. You know, like... Or why can't you pay attention to other details that need just as much? I mean, like, another nitpick that I had that Mm -hmm. actually occurred in episode six drove me crazy. I literally stopped the episode because it pissed me off so much. was like, you know, they're they're trying to escape on this ship and the hyperdrive is broken. Right. And Obi-Wan gets that idea is like, well, Vader's just after me. I'll leave and, and they'll leave you guys alone. Right. And then he he takes off his in the shuttle and the Star Destroyer, you know, goes and chases Obi-Wan and they go anyway. Fine. Yeah. And then at the very end of the episode, Obi-Wan takes off in the shuttle and goes into hyperspace. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> if this thing had a working hyperdrive, why didn't they just cannibalize it and use it on the ship just to get away? Period. Exactly. I exactly. just it Oh, yeah, it made God. no sense. Yeah, because you know what I was thinking mm-hmm. when Vader and Obi-Wan landed on the planet? What I was thinking is, oh, well, the shuttle's got a hyperdrive. He'll just steal Vader's ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been the logical thing to do. Right, right. Yeah, that made no sense. I'm, no. I'm, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Um, speaking of shuttles, like that's another, that, that, that was another thing where it's rhyming with Return of the Jedi where, like, Vader's, like, you know, prepare my shuttle. And, and it's, you know, it's a Lambda class, which was nice to finally see those. I was mm-hmm. starting to wonder if Disney's, like, afraid of using that design because they keep using the Pyramid shuttle design. Yeah. You know, being in Rogue One or the sequel trilogy or whatever. Well, um, even in, in this series with uh, that's what the I mean. Inquisitor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was wondering, like, what, do you guys have something against Lambda shuttles? Like, I thought they were actually pretty badass. And, like, the yeah. Emperor's is fucking impenetrable. But, you know what? what, what go ahead. I just thought of this right now. Mm-hmm. Like, the 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 Inquisitors have their own Tie Fighters right. with hyperdrives. Right. Why didn't we see any? Yeah. Well, see, this is where I think Jacob's on that. Like the budget. Yeah. The budget no. got in the way. Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and and there's even like lines in Episode Six, ripped right out of Return of the Jedi, like where Obi Wan says that my friend is truly dead. Right. Which that's totally playing off of Luke Skywalker saying in Return of the Jedi to Vader that my father is truly dead. Right. And I, I get it. Like, I've never really had a problem with the fact that every single Star Wars story, somebody has to say I have a bad feeling about yeah. this. It's fine. Like, okay, I get it. That's our thing. You yeah. know, it, it's like live long and prosper in Star Trek. Okay, it's just, it's Star Wars. But this is getting annoying. Like, stop this fucking appeal. It's, too, I, it's yeah. too on the nose. Yeah, yeah. And it's, 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 I mean, I don't know, you haven't watched it, but it's mm-hmm. the reason I fucking hate, hate Lower Decks. Oh, with Star Trek? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. it is just way too on the nose. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of, you know, like, hey, you remember that time in Next Gen, Next Gen when we did this? Nudge, nudge, mm-hmm. wink, wink. Know mm-hmm. what I mean? Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and it also feels like, you know, and you can read actual scientific research on this, like full research papers about how music today, like does music all sound the same today? Actually, yes, it does. And that's on it, purpose. It's all following a formula. Right, exactly. And it is meant for, the music is literally meant for it to sound like a hit that you knew previously. So that it, it's, uh, I, there's a term for it and it's escaping me. But you're supposed to like it by association. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the whole thing of it, it's it's the exploitation of nostalgia rather than homage. Which right. Homage is fine. Right. 
you do homage is tribute. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Where where this is like I said, it's, it's, it's exploitation. It's the exploitation of nostalgia. Right. Yeah, and so I feel like Disney's doing that. We're like, okay, we'll put in the familiar beats. So, to to the dum dums, it feels like Star Wars. Like, yeah, this is Star Wars. You know, and the only people who are going to notice are the smart marks like you and me, um, and we're going to complain about it. But then. You know they're going to get our <laughs> to some degree they're going to get our money either way so they don't care if they piss us off right you know and that that that's kind of the weird cycle of this whole thing um well they, but, they didn't get ahead. any money from me on this one no no they didn't <laughs> get a dime from me either um i mean basically the only money they get from me now is i buy every one of their books on audible and that's it yeah you know with a credit yeah i keep trying to tell you you don't have to do that i know me. but i keep doing it and actually that that new um what is it shadow of the sith or something the new book that's with luke and and lando uh actually sounds amazing i, I can't wait for that okay um, yeah I, I i saw that pop up on you know my audible thing because i've been listening to mm-hmm. audible on my way to work and from yeah. work and i'm just honestly like i i'm I saw that, and I was like, oh, another one. Okay, you know, I'm like... Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but, but I feel like we got kind of set up for this with... Because like, we, we, from Battlefront 2, we knew that Luke and Lando did some business. Yeah. You know, they were traveling yeah. around, and I wanted to know more about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently this is, you know, like, they're going to get into some Sith shit with okay. this, and I, I'm excited for it. But okay. anyway, well, I that's mean, besides the point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I... I, I I think the sequel trilogy kind of like diminished the Sith, but yeah. See, I, I don't. I, I agree, and then at the same time, I don't because like all they got to do is explain it to me. Like I love the idea of the Sith Eternal, but explain it to me. You know, like 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 give me the, give me the big picture. Yeah. You know, but anyway, I I hear you on that. Well, we'll see, and we'll certainly do a review on Tie Fighter Renegades. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I, it it's just that that I I. With with the comics and the novels, mm-hmm. um, I think they've kind of they've messed it up. They've, it's too much. That's one. It's thing. not just that it's too much, but it's 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 a lot of it's just it's it's getting into the territory that the some of the EU books had problems with. They're they're just garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like yes. like honestly, the whole High Republic <laughs> stuff it just kind of like ruined my my taste for for Star Wars books and comics. Yeah, and and the and the shit that they pulled off with the the Vader comic, where Vader goes to Exegol. Yeah, that, I I hated that so much. Yeah, I, I I hear your arguments on that, and at some point maybe we'll go, we will deep dive more, you know, because I don't know, like with the Crimson Rain series that they're doing right now, I'm really digging, I, but I get you. There's a lot of points where they've faltered, really hard. Um, and it's more misses than hits at this point. Um, and the High Republic is... There's elements that I think are awesome, but then there's so much that's just, like, wrong. And It's just, to me, fundamentally just flawed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I I don't dig this this thing that they did like I you know where where they were mimicking like beats from, uh you know the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, um, like I just again I don't think it's even a good idea. I don't understand what the point was. It's not artistic. It's not like clever. It's just annoying, um, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean I I get 
the sense that there's somebody over there at Lucasfilm who thinks they're clever. Yeah, right, right. They, yeah, like, I don't. I mean, what are the, are they thinking that? Well, you know, you destroy a city and then you build on top of it. Like Jerusalem has been rebuilt twenty times. Is that what they're thinking? That they can just keep doing that? I just anyway, I don't understand. Regardless, I, 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 th- I here again, I think it's an element of of, you know, like somebody in Lucasfilm thinks they're clever and they're like well I'll show them that we can do a Star Wars 2 look at this yeah right right yeah you know like I'm one of the cool kids too I can do it yeah 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 I I think you're right and it's just it's not a good direction because like Star Wars has always borrowed from the best in entertainment outright steals often enough yeah you know, I mean, how much of Book of Boba Fett was Lawrence of Arabia and Man Who Would Be King? All right. All you right. know, uh, I mean, right down to the Egyptian hieroglyphs, frankly. Um, you know, but there's... When Star Wars starts stealing from itself... That's dumb. It's so <laughs> like, dumb. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't... It's a copy of a copy of a copy yeah, of a yeah, copy. Yeah, 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 right, that just, right. That, there's degradation, yeah. you know, at, yeah. at a certain point. We know yeah. this, okay? yeah. I don't know that we've cloned people, but we have an idea how that works. This is just—I mean, it, it's like—it's so funny. It's—it's it's like a meta Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's—it's it's one of the reasons why you know bringing the Emperor back and Rise of Skywalker was such utter fucking shit because yeah. they were just copying off of Dark Empire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I've, not even in a good way. Right. Yeah, I've been claiming that for a long time. Yeah. Like, Tom Veach should have gotten a huge paycheck. Uh, because they they took that whole cloth. Well, anyway, so all right. So all that said, <laughs> Obi Wan. Jacob gave it a six out of ten. Out of ten, what are you going to give it? Yeah, right? I think that's fair. You, you're going to give it a six. Uh, yeah, I, six and a half. I'm I'm not ready to give it a seven. Yeah. If we if we cut up cut out episodes three and four, I could probably give it a seven. Yeah. But those two episodes are just so fucking terrible. Yeah. That it brings the whole thing down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. At, at the same time, it's not so bad that it's like ruined my excitement for future Star Wars projects. Right. I'm still intensely looking forward to Andor later this same. year. Same. Yeah, and bad again, bad batch season yeah. two. There's lots yep. of great stuff to get excited yep. about. I think, or what could be great anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think I'm going to go with six out of ten too because the character of Reva is just so horrible. Um, she's two points off automatically. Yeah. And then take a point off for episode three and four. I mean, and, and that's... There you go, six. That's a six. Yep. Um, and even that, I, I I feel like I'm being a little bit generous. I will say, though, nothing's going to... Like, I think you could get past the episode three and four problem if you were able to binge watch it. Yeah. You know? And this is the problem with serialized television. Uh, it begs to be binge watched you're binge watched and when you can't it fails just like I you know I think there could be an argument that like some of this new Star Trek might actually be pretty damn good if you can watch the entire story at once you know instead of like in these little chunks because otherwise the the parts are not as great as the whole and you're just thinking too much of the negatives of the parts yeah you know um, so yeah, if they they, they got to get over this this weekly release shit. Disney's got to stop that because it's just not working. Yeah, but they got to. That's not going to happen. It's never going to yeah. happen because they got to hold on to their subscriptions. Yeah, you yeah. know, like you know, the, the, this is the thing. You know why there's just there's this dearth of Star Wars 
and and Marvel shows is because like if if they don't aren't constantly coming out with more and more mm-hmm. and more, uh, they're gonna lose those subs. Yeah, I mean they certainly lost me after the first year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not sticking with them. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Uh, well, there it is. So six out of ten around, across yeah. the board here. And it wouldn't have even been that strong if it, if if episode six hadn't been as strong as it was. Yeah. Oh this, no. This, this the, like this easily could have been a four out of ten. I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say four out of ten if it if it wasn't for the strength of episode six, and the flashback sequences. Yeah. Those those put it over the top. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah, this would have been a lot worse. Um, and that's so sad to say, because, I mean, let's be honest. Disney has done some great shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rebels was amazing. Rogue One is awesome. Um, Solo's not even, like, bad. It's just not great. Yeah. Uh, you know... Bad Batch is good. Bad Batch is very good. Um, th- there's a lot out there that that's actually really good. Uh, and I, I think that's a problem, too, is that... As far as as far as series go, Disney actually has, a, you know, there's more hits than there are misses, and this sort of feels like it. it it's a miss, ultimately. Even if it's a, even if it is a six out of ten, yeah, team, yeah, it doesn't live up to the hype. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if you could just you could cut out the middle. If you turn this into a movie and just use yep. the elements from the first two and the last two episodes. It would have been great. Yep, I agree. It really would have been great. I, I, agree. I, w- I would love to see a fan edit of this. It'll come. And yeah. and, and to, to cut it down to a two-hour affair. Yeah, yeah. Do the same book of Boba Fett, actually. Like I, yeah, <laughs> that, that yeah. That may help things along. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we've talked about this, but I think they could just re-edit that and rearrange all of the... Put all the flashbacks in one episode. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, agreed. All right. Well, anyway, it's almost... I think uh, a pumpkin is turning into a carriage right now. <laughs> somebody has lost their slipper. It, 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 is, it is getting late. Um, so I think I think we can wrap this baby up. But, uh, you know, like we said, there's still exciting or stuff to be excited about to come out. Um, and we will be covering it as it does. Uh, Rob, always great to, you know, we're, we're right here in the museum, in your museum. And... <laughs> Always a pleasure. Actually, I just look over there. There's the Tantive V4. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I'm surprised we didn't see that show up. Did we? No. No. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. But, I mean, it was around because we saw it in uh, right. episode uh, three. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. The Tantive V4 made it all the way to, to, to Rise Skywalker. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Right. So, <laughs> hopefully we'll make it that long. Uh, so <laughs> we'll wrap this one up. Uh, And we'll see all of you on the other side.